0: Chika, chika, Got uh, back from my bachelor party yesterday. Wow. You know, I only have one, I have one wedding and one wife the rest of my life. Because, like, obviously, uh, I don't want to go through the pain and heartache of divorce. But also, because uh, if I do, that means I might have to get married again. And then I might have to go on another bachelor party. And that shit rips at least 15 years off your life easy okay bachelor parties are not for the faint of heart you are in the trenches you are taking grenades bullets whizzing by you are fighting for your life out there on a bachelor party it's a bunch of dudes who walk right up to the line of of alcohol poisoning they dip their toe in and then they, they step back it's no joke I mean I've been on bachelor parties but I didn't feel the need to like go all the way overboard because it wasn't my bachelor party but when you are the focal point of everyone's excitement and rage with tequila shots, oh boy, you are fighting for your life out there. I wonder what Brandi's doing. She wasn't invited to my bachelor party. I don't think she could hang, if I'm being honest. Bing a ling a lang.
1: Whoop whoop Hello. What's up? Oh nothing. How you doing? I'm great. You know, I um I came home from Alaska to my darling sister, Noah, staying mm. in my basement. Yeah. And I guess my brother, Trace, has decided to also come have a sleepover. So I've just got the fam bam downstairs in my basement apartment. I had to text everybody and say, all right, everyone off the Wi-Fi. Okay, mm. the Wi-Fi shitty here and I need yeah. it all to myself for an hour and a half. They're sh- not pleased.
0: Sorry, house guests, <laughs> but my house, my rules.
1: Seriously. That's what I always say. Yeah.
0: I uh, See, what I do is I just don't invite anybody to stay with me ever.
1: Well, I didn't. I didn't invite them. Yeah. I got a text from my mother that said, hey, Noah is on a plane to Nashville. I think she's staying with you. And I was like, oh. well, I'm not even there. So yeah. that's cool, 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 cool. Showed up. And here she was.
0: She didn't have a place in Nashville? Nope. Why should she stay with Miley?
1: You know what? Miley's house is empty down there. Yeah. But for some reason, they everybody likes to stay with me. I don't know. What I about, guess I should feel good about that. But
0: What about dear old dad?
1: Nobody wants to stay with him. <laughs> he lives out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, oh. glad you got everyone with you. That's fun.
1: Oh, super fun.
0: Uh, Alaska was fun, huh?
1: Oh, my gosh. It was a dream. I mean, listen, I knew it was going to be great, right? Like I yeah. knew it, it was going to be awesome. But it was really, really something. It kind of reminded me of a lot of different places. Very uh washington state but like a lot of washington state vibes like very p and w you know what i mean
0: pacific northwest
1: pacific northwest yeah. yeah like if you've done any hiking on the east side of seattle at all in those mountains there that's a lot of alaska looked like that very beautiful and then there were parts of it once we started doing the glacier stuff that was very reminiscent of iceland so basically alaska was just like a lot of my favorite places all wrapped up into one you know
0: yeah well that's nice Pretty awesome yeah i just got back from my bachelor party
1: La Pate. you're in Cabo? Cabo San Lucas?
0: I was in Cabo San Lucas at the one and only Palmia.
1: Ooh, it's really nice there.
0: It is very nice there. I I highly recommend.
1: Uh Uh-huh, I bet you do.
0: You know, it's funny. So we stayed in an absolutely insane house. And, like, if you go on my Instagram at some point, you'll probably see it. So we're there, and I'm talking to, like... The The house guy I was like So what is the house guy Used for Because it was huge it, it slept 34 people Oh wow Which we did not Need that much space But my brother Went really overboard With uh, planning this thing You know mm-hmm. And listen I get it He's like Yeah we, we just finished Having the house Be used for a TV show And we we're like Oh what TV show Was it used for It's like a dating show On HBO It's like F something And I was like Fuck boy <laughs> island and He's like That's it <laughs> Stop it! And he's like, yeah. So then we texted Elon and some of the other producers that I know, Bill Dixon, and I was like, "Does this place look familiar?" And, they, and Elon was like, "I took a shit in that bathroom. <laughs> oh my god, this is where you guys filmed." So I've been to F Boy Island with a lot of F Boys. This one, yeah. This there was no hot chicks though at this F Boy Island. It was just F Boy, mm. F Boy, no girls. That
1: doesn't sound as good.
0: No, it was not as good, man. I was just telling the wife tears before I called you. You've never been married. <laughs> Have you been to a bachelor p- bachelorette party?
1: Um, Unfortunately, yes.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they're this. I've never been to a bachelorette party, but I've been to plenty of bachelor parties, and they are dangerous. But then I've never <laughs> obviously been the bachelor on the bachelor party of where you're the focal point. Everyone's like, get him fucking wasted. Like, make him do this. And let me tell you, you are in the trenches, man. You are taking grenades left and right and center everyone's giving you shots at tequila it takes it's got to take at least 15 years off your life i don't know how i'm still alive <laughs> but i'll tell you what there is nothing 15
1: s- years per bachelor party
0: no but like when you are the bachelor
1: Oh, when you're the bachelor.
0: Yeah, because it's it's different than like when you're just on a bachelor party because you can be like, I'm going to go to bed, guys. Like, I'm over it. But when you are the bachelor on the bachelor party, everyone's like, you can't go to bed yet. Like, you're, this is your party. You got to take more shots. And you're like, fuck, I'm going to die. And there is nothing sadder than the departure terminal at Cabo San Lucas on a Sunday. <laughs> It is a sad, sad place filled with mm-hmm. se- seasonal depression and regret.
1: <laughs> Everyone's just hungover as fuck.
0: N- et- no one will look at anybody else in the eye. <laughs> you know, they're like, "I don't know what I did. I don't oh, want anyone, yeah. anyone to see inside my soul right now." It was a dark, dark time here in the, sun- the sunny vistas of Cabo San Lucas. But yeah, man, it is. Uh, wow, you're you're just in the trenches, bro. You are mm. just. Bullets are whizzing by, mortar shells mm-hmm. are landing all around you, and you are just dipping and diving and ducking and weaving and just trying to stay alive. I'm proud to say that no one was taken to Mexican jail. The federales were never called in.
1: Oh, thank goodness.
0: But boy, oh boy, did we have some fun. We rented a big old yacht, and we went on said yacht, and we got to look at other boats and say, our boat's better than yours, and that was pretty mm-hmm. great. Play a lot of musics on the boats and played tons of golf. Remember I told you how I just wanna beat everybody, you know? Yeah. So the first day we played this amazing course that I played before, but I was so hungover from the night before, I couldn't keep the diarrhea in, let alone get balls in the hole, you know? (laughs) So it was (laughs) real rough. My buddy Matt came out swinging first day and was leading the tournament by a lot. I was in third place that day while I went home, and your boy snuck away and went to bed at a reasonable hour to be ready for round two. And did I come back and shoot one over on a course I've never seen, a Palmia golf huh? course? I did. Did I win the entire thing? Yes. Did they let me win? No, because your boy shot Are you one. Sure? I shot one over, and I had to play with Matt. And he was talking so much mad shit the night before. He was like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," and I was like, "Matt, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you." And what did I do? I, I did it. So I won. Wow. That was great. Congrats. So, yeah, it was really good. I just don't ever want to get divorced because, you know, heartache. But also, I don't ever think I could could go on another bachelor party and be the bachelor. I just don't think I could yeah. do it. Uh-huh. So that's incentive not to get divorced, everyone out there. Because there's wow. a, potentially you have to go be a bachelor again at a bachelor party. And that shit, you're allotted one free pass, two, you might die. That might be, <laughs> that might be the death.
1: How's Sarah feeling?
0: She's a little worse for the wear. I think oh. so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've been watching some of her stories and stuff. Oh, I sure have. Yeah, she—they uh, tied it on. They had some good times. Uh, she was in the trenches too, man. You know,
1: looked like it. Yeah.
0: Vacation Sarah's a little more resilient than Vacation Wells. Vacation Wells gets a little more bogged down by the tequila shots <laughs> than, than Vacation Sarah. She's New York, Ugh. man. Those fucking New Yorkers can handle anything. I'm, a, I'm a fragile young flower from Carmel, California. I can't oh, do all this. So the first night, my brother and I went out early, and we and stayed at Chileno Bay, which is very nice, by the way. Just went and played golf. So the night beforehand, we at Chileno Bay is like five star, beautiful. So we went out and had this big old meal, you know, oysters and um, grilled octopus and caviar, and like we were like we're gonna start it off right, but we're like we're gonna go to bed early because obviously this weekend's be crazy. Everyone gets in tomorrow. We're gonna play golf in the morning. So we ordered these oysters And by golly If I didn't wake up In the middle of the night Thinking "Mm, Yeah Oysters were a bad call Oh no Shouldn't have done it And so I had to fight it off For a little bit But you know what they got? Uh, So I was telling the guy, Javier, kind of like the main guy at the house, I was like, you've always got the bubble guts from some bad oysters last night. You need to take charcoal pills. And I was like, charcoal pills? That's a thing? He's like, yeah, charcoal pills. Okay. And he's like, I'll have someone go get some. Yes, stat. Let's get someone out immediately. Get some charcoal pills. I don't know. Do we got charcoal pills in America? Because let me tell you what, charcoal pills work very well.
1: I feel like people take those when they drink to help with the hangover.
0: Oh, I don't know. They also help with when your body is fighting off bad oysters. Oh. So anyways, charcoal pills. I mean, we're, I'm out here tra- eating Pepto-Bismol. Blech. What are we talking about? We got this charcoal thing over here no one's telling me about? Javier from Mexico had to tell me about this?
1: What's... Well, America wants you to buy the more expensive pharmaceutical.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because charcoal's, pharmaceutical. charcoals well, you can get it anywhere. Anywhere? You know? Yeah. Anyways, we should probably start the show.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Is it your or me? I think it's you.
0: All right. Bros and hoes, you're listening to Your Favorite Thing Podcast with...
1: Wells and Brandy.
0: Let's go.
1: and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back.
0: That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing.
1: Back from our adventures.
0: Yeah. It sucked because Sarah came back. The day that I left, oh, and then she went to New York. The day that I came back, oh wow. So I'll see her at the wedding. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'll
1: see her at the wedding. Hopefully. Speaking of, I got my little um, my little RSVP. I got to send off today.
0: Oh yeah, do it. Yeah. Don't be late.
1: Don't be late. It's really, really tragic. Um, like looking at the RSVP, it's like, do you accept? Do you have a plus one? No. Do you have a plus one to the wedding? No. Do you have a plus one to the brunch after? No. <laughs> Just fucking me.
0: Well, I'm sure someone will, will pop up and uh-huh. you'll have a torrid love affair. One that they write, uh-huh. that Colleen Hoover and Jennifer Hillier write books about. You one know? can only hope. So we didn't talk Bachelor last week because we hadn't watched the episode. Mm -hmm. So I guess we got to kind of go back over two episodes. Do you want to start with Batch?
1: Yeah, Yeah, let's start with Batch. All right. I feel like there's never like a whole lot to say about episode one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like most of these dudes aren't even going to stick around for more than two episodes. So like what's the point of getting to know them kind of thing? True. I feel like the girls are really holding on hard to the hope that this is just going to be so great and there's not going to be any drama and, like, we're just going to like different boys and this is going to be fine. And that is not going to last for very long.
0: No. Even if it does last, I feel like there's going to be some, like, deep-seated jealousy in them anyways you know
1: yes yes and i noticed specifically i can't remember which dude it was because i don't know anyone's name yet but i'm glad that the producers or whoever are kind of giving them the freedom to talk to each other like as much as they want right i Mm. mean they're they put them in the same house so they've got plenty of time to talk amongst themselves about the guys and who likes who and what's going on. The best thing that they could do for themselves during this whole thing is to communicate, communicate, communicate with each other and just be as open and honest with each other about what's going on. I think the second they start keeping secrets from each other and not telling each other what who they're talking to and what's going on with them is when shit's going to hit the fan. There was a moment where Rachel says to Gabby, like, I kissed so-and-so. I forget who it was. And Gabby had also kissed him, but she didn't tell her. Mm. She didn't tell her I also kissed him. She was just kind of like, oh, okay,
2: yeah. okay,
1: and then decided to step back and let Rachel have that one. But I almost feel like it's going to get her in trouble along the way. I feel like Gabby needs to be like, oh, I also did. I just feel like Gabby needs to also be as transparent as possible, and I know what she's trying to do. I know she's trying to make sure, like, Rachel has – Guys, too, and isn't stepping on her toes, but I'm just like, man, you guys got to fucking communicate with each other and be honest with each other or this is going to go south so fast. I agree. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the three dudes that got kicked off the show when everyone
1: else got <laughs> to stay. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Those poor twins, man. They just...
0: Yeah, they seem like nice enough guys, and they seem as interesting or as douchey as anybody else there i don't understand that didn't seem right and the magi- <laughs> the magician guy if nothing else keep him around for fucking entertainment amongst the men
1: i know yeah.
0: <laughs> you know been really funny though if she was like they were like hey magician guy like we're not we're not into it and he was like that's fine and then he went th- through a smoke bomb and poof, disappeared <laughs> You're like oh dude what a good trick let's get him back <laughs> seriously my
1: one complaint thus far is that they're kind of um they're kind of like sending people home slash writing people off I think a little too quickly maybe
0: yeah
1: I mean this is gonna kind of bleed into this week's episode a little bit by by talking about this but like especially Rachel first of all Jordan V he was like one of my top picks from night one. Tr- race's cars, he's just so precious. I feel like Rachel is a little bit looking for this overwhelming spark, right, in chemistry. But sometimes that takes time to grow. Like, yes, sometimes like it's immediate, but sometimes it's not. I don't know, girl, like two seconds ago, you were worried about like not having any guys that are there for you or that like you. And the one that's really fucking in, that's cute as hell, that you're having a great time with, you're just gonna send home cuz you like don't really feel like this overwhelming spark i don't know i didn't love it didn't love the decision like i get that she's trying to be you know upfront and, not, and you know not like be dishonest with these guys but i think she could have given him a little more time
0: She loved what he did night one with like showing her the car and was like, you know, you have your cockpit. This is mine and all that stuff. They went on a really cool date. Like they got to do the zero G thing. I would I would kill to go do that. Right. Same. And they kissed floating.
1: I know. I thought they were having good chemistry.
0: I did, too. Like it it made no sense to me. Don't understand why she got rid of him, especially right off the bat, too. And then it might backfire. Because she's like, at least she's like one of those people that's like, I know what I what I want and what I don't want. And that's great. Mm. But it also has like a ripple effect for the guys back there because they still have to choose who they're going to kind of go for. And if they're like, wow, this Rachel is getting rid of guys left and right off of first one-on-ones, like maybe the safe bet's to go with Gabby. You know, she like to keep me around a little bit longer. And that's what it looks like. It seems like for all like the teasers going forward is that guys are, I'm here for Gabby, not for you, Rachel. And I wonder if that is a you know, product of her making.
1: Yeah, it definitely could be, because I was really floored at her decision to do that.
0: The, the beginning of the show, they have like the talent show, where it's just uh-huh. like, we just want to put black boxes over some cocks. Like Let's just be fair. Let's, this, I'm here for it. I get it. It's a meat market out there, and you guys want to yeah. go top to the butcher.
1: Guys do it to us, so we'll turn the tables.
0: Absolutely. It's fine. I think it's it's funny. I would have leaned into something like that. I would have done some weird shit. And my only thing was, I don't know why Jesse like, stuck around for
1: it i know it was so awkward (laughs) yeah he was sitting there watching
0: it's kind of a funny bit but it should have resolved amongst itself of him being like i gotta get the fuck out of here you know like what do you do why are you hanging around here is it reminding you of your old football days in the (laughs) locker room you know you want to go snap a towel at one of these guys' asses that's was the only thing i was like jesse get out of there skedaddle scram but i thought that was funny and and it was like, whatever. And then, so then so Brandy goes on the zero G date. And then the next thing that happens, I feel like is big, is Chris talking about the fantasy suite.
1: Oh, yeah. What an idiot.
0: So dumb. But there is a part of me that, well, one, I disagree with him. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. But that's an opinion that I think that is fair to have. I just don't agree with it. But there's a part of me that feels bad for him and just hear me out as to why I feel bad for him. Okay. On the show, they'll be like, hey, why don't you guys go go sit down and, and start talking? And so, like, you'll be like, yeah, okay, and they'll come film it. And, you know, you'll be talking about a lot of things, and a lot of times, and I'm not saying that this is what happened, but a lot of times the conversation goes away from Gabby and Rachel, or in my case would go away from JoJo. You need to kind of rein it back in, be like, hey, we don't need to talk about like how well the Ravens are gonna do this year. We don't need to be talking about sports because we're never gonna use this. Let's get back to Gabby and Rachel or let's get back to Jojo. Keep people on track. We're making a show about them. We're not making a show about talking about sports. And sometimes, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but sometimes they'll be like, I mean, like, do you guys have any any crazy thoughts about fantasy suites? Like uh. that that question will be brought up and and someone will be like, Yeah, I got some thoughts. And I don't know what really happened, but that's a possibility. I was just kind of answering a question that was like thrown out. I didn't like have this whole idea of I got to go tell everyone that like if she fucks anybody else, I'm out of here. Yeah. But he didn't kind of present it that way. He wasn't like, I was just answering a question. I I don't really, you know, whatever. But the problem is, is that he is him saying if I get to the fantasy suites and they've slept with somebody else, I'm out. What's wrong about that is that's passing judgment upon somebody for making life decisions that will affect the rest of their lives. How dare you say that you can't go be intimate with someone that you might get engaged to? I think that's crazy, but it happened before with Susie and Clayton and all that kind of stuff, so I don't
1: know. Here's what I'll say about, what's his name, Chris? Yeah, Chris. Chris was a red flag to me during the pageant date or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because he said some weird shit like, these are the three things that are important to me. And it was like so confident. And it it came off very weird and I didn't love it. And it was a red flag. So I was already like not feeling that guy. And then he went and did all that. And I was like, "Mm okay, bye-bye.
0: I agree with you. I'm playing devil's advocate on this take. I actually. And I think it was a great way to resolve itself. One, I feel like if you're ever going to tell on somebody, you got to do it in a group setting. So like mm-hmm. it can't just be one person being the tattletale, which they did. Totally. Yeah. And then, you know, Gabby and Rachel like pow out together and then they went and found him. Rachel was like whatever and then Gabby like came in there, and was like, We should get the book out here. <laughs> Guns blaze. Yeah, and I was like, All right, that's pretty funny. And then having him come back was great. Yeah. Great. And we got to have, like, the guys be like, oh, man, he's going to be mad because I tattled on him. And the girls come in and be like, we fucking told you to leave, bro. It was really a good sacrificial lamb for the second episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. I agree. But I would have been annoyed if someone was like, I didn't even bring it up. We were talking about football. And someone asked about Fantasy Suites. And I just said, like, you know, I don't know. That's fair. That could have happened for sure. I have a prognostication. A what? I have a thought
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> I have a feeling you think that Nate is hot obsessed with me yeah I knew it
1: obsessed like <laughs> what and what a freaking sweetheart are you kidding
0: he looks obsessed. It, he looks a lot like Michael B Jordan you think yeah
1: I don't know about that but he's very hot and well, Michael B Gabby... Jordan is
0: very attractive
1: He is very attractive. Gabby also obviously thinks he's very attractive. Yeah. And I feel like they have a great chemistry. I was really disappointed in her a little bit that she had such a strong reaction to him having a kid. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, To me, I could see that it changed things for her a little bit, and I hated that. But I wonder... I don't know. I can't... She hasn't really been very outspoken about whether she wants kids or not, so I can't tell if it's that she just doesn't want kids at all... Or what that was about, but I was a little disappointed that that was her reaction because he seems phenomenal, and I think it sounds great to be like a what is that a step parent? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds like a dream scenario for me. I don't have to push it out. I don't have to be pregnant <clears throat> for nine months. Like sounds great.
0: All right, well, Nate, if things don't I'll... work out with Gabby, Brandi needs a wedding date. So He is a
1: cutie. <laughs> I'll, I'll he can be my date for sure. Holla!
0: I have a feeling that. It's a gift from his daughter, but I don't know that for a fact and my boy wears a pearl necklace and I'm just <laughs> like you're just you're just opening yourself up to a room full of guys to make a bunch of pearl necklace jokes. That's my only thought, you know But I'm Does sure it's happen?
1: like I, I don't see
0: it in this picture. he did like the entire episode he's wearing a pearl necklace and I'm just like, you know, I can't imagine all the pearl necklace jokes that this guy's got me having <laughs> so field, many, you know. And then, of course, mm. I'm sure that he's like my daughter gave it to me, and then they're like, "Oh, fuck that!" Now and he- they feel bad. Yeah, then you feel well,
1: bad. Well, he has great style.
0: He does have good. He's style. very cute. Got good hair. I I like him. Big fan. Yeah. So Rachel gets the zero G in the airplane date, and then Gabby gets the helicopter date. Are we just blowing our wad on the like the first couple episodes? Like, is the budget gone for cool dates?
1: I feel like they saved so much money during like the COVID era of yeah. seasons that they're being able to like
0: splurge a little bit this season. Well, let me tell you what I'm not sure if that's true with my contract for BIP. So. <laughs>
1: Well, they, they blew it on Bachelorette and didn't have s- squat to give you, so.
0: I know. I felt bad for that country duo. Hey, so they left. Can you just play for nobody? And they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. We've been hanging around for a while.
1: Yeah. Any standouts for you? I feel like this early on. You never really have much to say about anybody.
0: Yeah, I I don't. I think that I wrote down, it looks like Jacob's playing both sides. So I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad.
1: And so is Logan.
0: Logan, yep. I like... Logan
1: needs to tread lightly.
0: Yeah, maybe that's who I meant. I meant Logan. Jacob is the guy with long hair, the Tarzan guy, right?
1: Yeah, he's Fabio. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I like him.
1: I like him too. I, he's
0: a vibe, for sure. I yeah, don't know if absolutely. he's getting married to anybody, but...
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but he is a vibe. Like
0: the whole, like, he put on the glasses and he was like, let me tell you about fixed-year mortgages. I was like,
1: oh! I loved This guy's I good. I loved it. Yeah, really good. I liked, I liked that talent and that date, and I also loved the guy that did the worm
0: yeah yeah yeah. which
1: one was that i can't, can't uh, i remember?
0: don't know i just know the guy who started singing a song oh my god <laughs> it just, that was awful it just reminded me of um of elf when they have will ferrell <laughs> sing like
2: i'm singing <laughs> i'm in a store i'm
0: singing rachel and gabby sort <laughs> <laughs> of reminded me of Totally. Yeah. I just want the episode where it looks like everyone's like, no, Rachel, I'm here for Gabby. And then she's like, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. Then it's like cut away to her interview. Be like, it's not fine.
2: No one wants me.
0: I just want that episode to happen because there's something wrong with me, I think, but.
1: Yeah, absolutely something wrong with but you.
0: But that's also, everyone else, I'm, I'm every man, all right?
1: It's a hot take, I think, but I don't know that either one of the girls could pull off being Bachelorette alone. Maybe so. And I feel like that it was either this way or pick someone totally different.
0: I don't know. I mean, we had Matt go in there. He was never even on the show.
1: Well, he was horrible. Fair. No offense, Matt. I'm sure you're a lovely human being, but yeah. you were <laughs> not good on TV.
0: Yeah. I don't know yeah. i think gabby's pretty entertaining
1: she cracks me up anytime someone is saying something like complimenting her giving her a compliment or something she goes mm, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's her response every time you're so pretty yeah
0: yeah thank well,
1: you well you look gorgeous tonight mm, yeah yeah <laughs> it's insane but <laughs> hilarious
0: all right uh, i think it's enough batch stuff
1: agreed but i'm good with the season i'm liking it
0: all right good it matters Mm -hmm. You got any other favorite things,
1: bro? Uh, You know what is really good? Hmm. I I talked about episode one, but Blackbird. You started Uh, watching that on Apple? No. It's really good. I really like it. Okay. Yeah. So, highly recommend. We don't really need to
0: go into it. I started watching a kind of crazy thing on Netflix. It's called Girl in the Picture, and it's a documentary about this girl who died and you think it's like an open and shut case, but like, boy oh boy is it not. Here's the tag. A young mother's mysterious death and her son's subsequent kidnapping blow open a decades-long mystery about the woman's true identity and the murderous federal fugitive at the center of it all. Girl in the picture. When I say that this story is fucked up, it is not an understatement in any way shape or form like what happens to this woman and subsequently her child is so fucking crazy and sad and bonkers and disgusting and all of these things oh it's so fucking creepy but anyways it's good it's I hate to say that but true crime you know it's Mm. it's it's just like dude back in the day like the wild west of the 60s and 70s people could just make up a new identity zero checks and balances when you have like you could have to make make aliases up i don't even could you do that now i feel like you need to be a spy to be able to get like a passport to be like someone different
1: yeah i mean i think there's a black market for that but i don't don't know
0: yeah (laughs) Anyways, don't know from experience. Yeah. I I thought this story was going one way, and then, boy, oh, boy, did it go a different way. And then it went, when it went the different way, I was like, I don't know about this. This is a little too much. But if you are into true crime, girl in the picture, fucking good. Story? Is
1: it a series or just a...
0: It's just a I movie. Know. Okay. But it's a documentary. And then I, I watched another documentary also on Netflix called How to Change Your Mind. And... Oh. I really liked the first couple episodes that I watched. So it's based on a book of the same name. It's all about the study of psychedelics and the benefits it has for therapy. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's super interesting. There are witch doctors from like, you know, the 1500s or whatever that were, like, using this stuff to, like, fix people. And then we kind of turned to all these things like Schedule 1 drug made it so, like, people couldn't use them for benefit because everyone was scared of, like, hippies and shit. Here's the tag. It showcases what psychedelic teaches people about consciousness, dying, addiction, depression, and transcendence. How to change your mind. Every episode's different. So the first one is about ergot. So ergot is a bacteria that grows on wheat. It's not stored correctly. Mm-hmm. And part of that strain is what LSD is. Oh, And there's a lot of thought. A lot of historians think that what happened with the Salem witch trials was mm-hmm. a lot of women were eating bad wheat or using bad wheat and they were having like crazy like LSD trips and people thought that they were witches because of it and really it was because they were not storing their wheat correctly, which is kind of an interesting sidebar. They don't talk about that, but I have read that before. So the first one's about Irgot and LSD. The second one's about psilocybin. The third one's about MDMA and it's crazy. It goes through the history of these things. A lot of these things were developed in the 50s before the Summer of Love and stuff. There's a lot of precedent and a lot of studies. Harvard and Yale and John Hopkins—all these very prestigious places of higher learning and stuff—are using this stuff and using it very successfully. Just very interesting if you're into looking at like alternative medicine sources. Uh, I highly recommend it. How to change your mind? Pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I don't want to say any names or any or out anybody, but a lot of my friends these days, friends and people I know, are microdosing mushrooms all the time.
0: Yeah. It's definitely very
1: trendy right now.
0: It's definitely the thing.
1: It is the thing. Yeah. Have you ever done it?
0: I have. And I'll say like it does it doesn't really do a whole lot. It's not that's
1: what they say, yeah.
0: It's kind of like a cup of coffee, maybe.
1: One of my friends was like, it literally helps me focus. Yeah. And, gets, and I get more shit done. And I was like, wait, I need that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't do a whole lot. I think everyone's terrified of, oh, I'm taking drugs and I'm going to lose my money. It's more of, oh, I'm a little more creative today. I have a little more yeah. energy. But anyways, it's just a matter of time before they start legalizing all this stuff to be used like this. And pharmacy companies will start figuring out how to make money off of it, just like they do. And then, uh, you know, mm-hmm. here we are. It'll be like weed all over again. Very true. Yeah. Anyways, I um, like that. I watch a show called The Rehearsal and it's on HBO Max. Okay. I'm just saying this right off the bat. This is not a Brandeis show at all. Oh, okay. It's Nathan Fielder. He's famous for doing another show called Nathan for You. And his type of comedy is very, very awkward and Mm. dry. Like he's like constantly awkward, but he's good at it. This is the tag Nathan Fielder gives people a chance to rehearse for their own lives in a world where nothing ever works out as expected. The rehearsal. So (laughs) the first episode is about Nathan going and meeting this guy. He's in a trivia game with a bunch of very smart people like every Wednesday, and they play trivia every Wednesday. You learn that he has a big regret because they all have elevated degrees. They all have uh, master's degrees and PhDs, And when it was brought up like, do you have a a higher education degree, he lied and told them he did, but he really just has a bachelor's degree. And so this has been eating at him for a long time. And he wants to tell the group that he is a charlatan. He is a sham. And he is just a a lowly bachelor degree. And it's gotten so bad because one of the people in the group keeps on sending him job applications for things that he would need a master's for to be able to qualify for. The whole idea is that he wants to be able to rehearse all the different ways that this conversation can go down so you know how it's going to go so it'll work out in your favor. So he builds a set that looks exactly like the bar in which they play uh, trivia at. And they hire actors to be the friends to be able to talk to them and so he goes through all the things so he's got it all all like down pat and everything. And it's so dumb and it's so stupid and it's very awkward and if you're into like that awkward comedy, uh, it's fantastic. If you're not, stay away. But it's a pretty funny premise, I will say that. HBO? HBO Max, yeah.
1: Probably not for me, yeah.
0: but... You're not into the comedy.
1: No, especially not that kind of comedy.
0: No. Nah. Not, not that kind of comedy, dog.
1: Real quick, I just gotta say. Yeah. Cruised the fuck through the Formula One stuff on Netflix. I'm already done with season four, and now I'm so depressed that it's over. Wow. Huge fan. Huge fan.
0: You're a crazy person. (laughs) Am I? Maybe. (laughs) I do have to say that I started Upgrade by Blake Crouch.
1: Oh, I looked for it in the airport and couldn't find it. And I'm just so stubborn. I I will not read it on a digital thing. I need the book.
0: Yeah, well.
1: I need it physically in my hands.
0: I don't want to speak to it because I'm only, I think, on the second chapter. Okay. boy, oh boy, does it start out gangbusters it is really yeah just i love this guy's writing he's just right out the gates you're like whoa we're in a fucking different world and this is crazy and i'm gonna do it so and i finally finished a darker shade of magic and if you're into fantasy and you know you were into harry potter or lord of the rings and stuff i think that this is uh this is pretty great and it has to deal with like the multiverse and stuff. We talked about it a couple episodes ago, but I finished it and really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, darker shade of magic. Go check it out.
1: Cool, cool. I have like a book wreck, but it's one I haven't started, but it kind of came from a podcast I listened to. Do you ever listen to Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert?
0: Every once in a while.
1: Same. Like, I'll pick and choose when he has guests on that I'm yeah. really interested in. Cause his podcast is like very different episode to episode, I'll say. But he recently had Brene Brown on. We've talked about Brené Brown. You know who she is, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. She is so phenomenal, and I know that's a very popular opinion. I know this is like not new news, but if for some reason you aren't familiar with Brené Brown, highly, highly recommend either picking up her books. She's do- does a lot of uh, podcast guests on different pods, highly recommend listening to some of her podcasts. But what I really like about listening to her on Dax's podcast is like he's a comedian first, right? And so you kind of get that like comedy aspect and lightheartedness alongside all the serious shit that she talks about, which is a really fun, cool dynamic and a good intro to her if you aren't familiar with her and her work. But She has a new book out called Atlas of the Heart, which is what she was promoting on the podcast. Um, So I bought it to read. I I am obsessed with her. I think especially especially as a woman, I think that she's so inspiring and she um, definitely promotes like women empowerment and stuff like that. But obviously men, you know, can learn from her as well. Dax is a big fan of hers, and I think he's had her on a couple of times on his pod. But everything is just so fascinating to me. Like I I don't ever leave from reading a book of hers or from listening to a podcast of hers without just feeling feeling so much more like emotionally intelligent. Um, And that's my favorite thing about her, I think. But again, I haven't read the book, but from what she talked about, it seems like a lot of it is focused on how as human beings, like we don't really recognize or we're not really familiar with all the different emotions we experience, we kind of lock them into like three different emotions, right? Like uh, happiness, sadness, and, and anger or being pissed off. Like, are kind of like the three, like if you ask somebody how they feel about something, it's either like happy, sad, or pissed off about whatever. But really we have, you know, I think it was like 80 something emotions that we feel things from. And if we could learn to like communicate with all these different emotions versus pegging them into just three, then our relationships would thrive more and we'd be able to communicate better. And I just thought that was, really fascinating and and also how like as humans we kind of mislabel emotions sometimes and two that she talked about on this podcast were jealousy and envy and how they're two completely different things and a lot of times we mislabel one for the other and how when you're talking shit out with like a partner or a friend or whatever it is like having a conversation and you start using these words but you're not you're mislabeling them like you're meaning something totally different that's when communication starts to go bad and we stop understanding each other and how each other feels and what and where we're coming from and it's just all really fascinating so if you're in any sort of hate to call it self-improvement but just emotional growth personality growth i don't know self-discovery whatever you want to call it she's just phenomenal so i'm excited about this book i hope you guys pick it up too
0: dope yeah she is dope do you have any musics
1: i think you played some of it i've been listening to the new camp record a lot
0: i went and saw them live in concert Ugh,
1: i know i'm so jealous
0: I went on this bachelor party, and it's always great because, you know, you can kind of share the ox cord around and stuff, and so I learned Mm -hmm. some things. The ox cord. Yeah. I mean, really, it's the Bluetooth cord, but whatever. Yeah. So my buddy, Zach, introduced all of us to a band called Watch the Duck. We were all just blown away. We were like, what band is this? This band's awesome, so I'm going to play a song for you. This is Watch the Duck. This is a song called Poppin' Off.
2: I will take something piss me out. I will walk around talking about it, but then do it. Then it started pop.
0: that's uh watch the duck popping off
1: that's a little different for you
0: i know i mean you can kind of tell the kind of parties that we were having uh we were go mm-hmm. we were going at it but i have always been into like dirty Southern Soul which I feel like that's what lyrically it is and then yeah it's obviously got a lot of like EDM stuff kind of like layered behind it which I think is cool and we haven't kind of heard that blend of those two before and I really yeah, like it.
1: it like hinted a little bit to a little dubstep there for a second yeah
0: for sure wow yeah and then the other one that I heard this one I found on TikTok and I was just like man this is so freaking good have you heard of Elliot Greer
1: sounds familiar
0: this is a song called all my exes are doing better than me <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that. All oh, my exes are doing better
0: than me. One's got a
2: engineering PhD. Two have families, ones are grabbing harmony. Oh, All my exes are doing better than me. Meanwhile I've got a closet full of 2nd dreams. Guess it, oh, this losing. I lost a part of me. She was on, but I don't, I, on, but I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm wired differently. I feel good, then I don't sit quit, but I won't sit
0: I, I think
1: huh? I've heard that on TikTok.
0: Yeah. Wait, did I play the Noah Khan song for you? Um, this song, man, is just slaps.
1: I don't know if you did. This stick I remember the Mike Posner thing you played off TikTok.
0: Oh, yeah. But anyways, okay, so this is Noah Kahn. This is a song called Stick Season. That's just, geez, it's good, man.
2: Okay, okay. stuck between my anger and the blame that I can't face. And memories or something, even smoking weed is not replaced. And I am terrified of weather because I see what when it rains. Doc told me to travel, but there's COVID on the plains And I'm Vermont, but it's the season of the sticks And I saw your mom, she forgot that I existed And it's half my fault, but i just like to play the victim I'll drink alcohol till my friends come home for Christmas And I'll dream each night of some of you That I might not have, but I didn't i lose now your tired tracks in one pair of shoes and i'm splitting half but that old have to do
0: yep that's some uh, sad bastard shit that you know your boy likes uh, so good no I like
1: that guy yeah
0: stick season man is Noah Kahn the one that, like, his bio says, like, Jewish Ed Sheeran? I, I th- I think, oh, yeah, it is, I think. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I just, mm, God, chef's kiss on a bio. <laughs> yeah, that's just so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. I don't know if you got anything else. Uh,
1: I think that's all I've got this week.
0: Okay. Well.
1: That's all I got.
0: You got some big plans coming up or what?
1: I'm going to Miami uh, Wednesday for Swim Week, so the day this podcast comes out. I'll be heading to Miami. Cool. Um, Always a good time. Probably gonna get too drunk, stay up too late, and then have to take a whole week to recover when I get home because that's what happens in Miami.
0: Get some charcoal pills up in that bitch. Honestly, maybe I should track some down. Try them, man. <laughs>
1: um, but other than Miami coming up, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is the lull of the summer for me. Usually, like into July into early August, It, it, it tends to be a little bit of a lull. So no. kind of chilling. I do have a show in Atlantic City in a couple weeks, so. I'll post some more about that as we get closer. Good old Atlantic City, you know, just the Vegas of the East Coast. Yeah, cool. Um, Atlantic City, and and I do have another Miami gig later uh, in the summer, but I'm chilling. I'm coming out to L.A., well, obviously for your wedding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll see you then.
1: Coming out to L.A. soon.
0: tears? we love you. We love you. Whoa, what happened to the voice there?
1: <laughs> <clears throat> my voice is constantly doing shit.
0: Yeah, I'm amazed that my voice is even working after this last weekend.
1: Honestly, you sound pretty good.
0: Yeah, man. I was able to get through it.
1: Yeah, well props.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, uh you guys be good. We'll see you later.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Half
2: my fault, but I just like to play the victim of drink. Alcohol till my friends go home for Christmas and I'll dream each night of some virgin of you that I might not have, but I didn't lose now. Your tired tracks and one pair of shoes and I'm
1: I'm Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds,
2: things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat.